guys, Pie Guy rules here. What's new, Monsters Review? Uh, Scooby Doo. Okay. And Nathaniel <laughs> Bandy, how are you? I am quite swell. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, uh, as you guys can see, we are here with what is it? A million subscribers now, Nate? Uh, I hit three hundred thousand recently, so not not really. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Getting there. Uh, That's close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we are here with my good friend Nathaniel Bandy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I don't yeah. know a lot about cartoons, but I am still excited to be here. So that is the correct attitude, and I'm, yeah. we picked a show that it would be darn near impossible for you to have not seen at some point in your life. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. I used to watch Scooby Doo all the time when I was a kid. I think I had a couple of those. Uh, remember the Cyber Chase movie? Yes. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I watched that all the time when I was like eight years old. That was like, <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie so much. My uh, my grandparents had that DVD like in their car in their van, mm -hmm. and like that because I don't know one of my cousins liked it or got it or whatever. And like as a result of that, I've seen that movie way too many times on long road trips. I just watched uh, an unhealthy amount of Boomerang when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a we got a good show for you guys this week. Like I'm gonna tell you, we have a bad show this week. Uh, we mm. have, of course, the stuff we watched in the week. We've got a lot of news. There's a lot of reboot news coming out uh we've got some questions to answer and then of course we have our main feature where we review the two mummy episodes from scooby-doo where are you aka the 60s scooby and what's new scooby-doo aka the 2000s scooby and boy are both of those a product of their time <laughs> <laughs> yes they are all right um we have a discord if you'd like to join us we we had some good discussion especially this week uh if you want to like leave comments we will well, we'll probably forget to mention them and then remember at the last minute <laughs> during our discussion, trying to get a little better at that. Uh, you can ask us questions, you can send us news, you can interact with us and, and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, so, Mr. Review, if I can call you that. Uh, it's a bit inappropriate, but I'll let it slide this time. That's like, that's your thing, right? Reviews your character's last name? I don't, I, would you even consider it a character? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm, doing my I, thing. All right. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure your first legal name is Monsters. Yeah, with an S at the end. Even oh, <laughs> I pointed out yes. in my return video. That's so grammatically incorrect. Yeah. Uh, so what have, what have you been watching this week? I watched two things in the past week. So um, yesterday I had a sudden urge to watch some Fuchsrama. So uh, I watched an episode on Hulu. I watched the episode Leela's Homeworld. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's very well written, very humorous. Uh, the way that that the uh, the plots kind of intersect and work work with each other uh, is really cool. And I also just love the the episodes of Futurama that have a bit of an emotional tug to them. So yeah, I watched that, and I also watched an episode of Regular Show. I'm not sure what inclined me to watch that, but hmm. uh, I watched the episode Grave Sites. That's honestly one of my favorites, if not my favorite regular show episode. Basically, just kind of what happens is they're trying to, to raise money for the park and they decide to hold a movie night in the cemetery. And there's a problem with the projector and it causes all of the 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 people, you know, in the cemetery to get resurrected. And they just so happen to be simultaneously watching uh, like a zombie killing movie. So they have to kill the zombies. Um, and it's just a, it's a really funny episode. There's a lot of cheesy one liners, uh, cool, like horror movie references. And uh, yeah, I, I love that episode. 
Is that like regular show Slumber Party Panic? <laughs> Actually, there there's quite a few parallels between the two. It's hmm. also in that early phase of regular show too, because like you know how, um, and I mean regular show was kind of more consistent with this than Adventure Time was, but you know how Adventure Time was very catchphrase heavy in the beginning, like algebraic, mathematical, Adventure Time, like they kind of do that thing. Mm. Uh, in an early regular show too, with like the oh and like the the high fives and all that stuff. So, so you'd recommend that episode? I still have seen very little of regular it. show. Yeah, okay. Grave Sites is a great episode. Hmm. All right, uh, Nate. Did you watch anything interesting this week? Well, I actually don't have cable, so most of the entertainment that I watch is YouTube. Uh, I did see two things though in particular. So, first thing I watched was the. Marvel Studios Captain Marvel trailer, which Ooh. first off, 20 million views in one day. Yeah. Holy crap. Number one on trending. <laughs> that that is absurd. Like, even I can't even fathom a million views in one day. 20 million. That is crazy. Uh right. but for the the trailer itself, I have kind of gotten bored of Marvel movies. Um they're ah. kind of all kind of blending together for me. Um, but this one honestly looks really cool. So I honestly, I'm just waiting for Marvel movies to like all get made, and then once they're all like in some big DVD box set, I can just watch them all in a few days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- like that, a million dollars. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like they could sell like a big just DVD collection for like 200 bucks if they wanted to. I'm I'm convinced they'll do something with uh, the Disney streaming service. It'll be yeah. like an offshoot. They'll oh. just have all of them available. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, did you guys see that announcement too? Apparently, they're gonna have like a show for Loki and a show for Scarlet Witch, starring what? Like Elizabeth Olsen and uh, and Tom Hiddleston, like spinoff shows for for the Disney streaming service. I don't know if this is just rumor or if it or if it's been confirmed, but yeah, they're they're looking into to having shows starring them for the Disney streaming service that kind of interlock with the MCU. Huh. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah. Oh, what else did you watch, Nate? Well, so I've seen a lot of YouTube videos, but one that particularly struck out recently was this one about being uh, new Super Mario Bros. U without touching <gasps> a single coin. You've probably I seen it. I just saw it. that. I just watched that. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's been in everyone's recommended. It was in mine for days. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to watch it. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like the links that this guy went to to not touch any coins for all the levels is ridiculous. And I loved how he structured it. Like at the beginning, he was stuck in one of the levels in World 2. He's like, oh, I can't do it. But then at the end, he kind of just like came up with more ideas and found a way to get through that level he was stuck on at the very end of the video. So it was, I don't know, it was just really well produced. And I really liked yeah, it. The storytelling in that video is good. Like anyone yeah. can, I mean, not anyone, obviously. It does take skill to play video games that well. But a lot of people can make videos where it's like, you know, x challenge and x game like okay fine and that that can be interesting on its own but this guy really does a good job at being like oh well you know we can't do this challenge now but wait what about this idea and let's try it and then oh it worked and then but what about this path and like well there's this big skip that we could skip half the game but all that was that's the way that's blocked by coins um yeah no just the twists and turns in that video is, are really good he uh I, you probably know of uh what's his name like uh there's a guy that's been doing Super Mario Odyssey challenges, uh, and he does other challenges uh, too. Fearsome Fire. He does a lot of Odyssey. Uh, DGR. 
Maybe DJ. I don't know. But anyway, I, I love videos like that where they do these crazy challenges and they're entertaining as well. I wish that guy had a little bit better of a microphone because he sounded like he was in a wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, but he had a cool French accent, so that like made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I subscribed afterwards. So I usually nice. don't do that from just like a one-off video. I was like, this guy makes really good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I poked at... Uh, we'll uh, we'll link him in the description, by the way. Uh, I poked around some of his other videos, and he does a lot of like weird things with Mario Maker, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so I watched. Uh, well, <laughs> I may have accidentally forgotten to cancel my Boomerang subscription, <laughs> and so, but it worked out. You know, hey, listen, I I said that it was recommended for like one month. Like I I would get it for one month and just kind of like blow through all the content I wanted to see, and then probably not subscribe to it ever again. Uh, and it worked out because both the Scooby-Doo episodes we were talking about are on Boomerang. And so, basically, I've, I've been watching... For the most part, I've been working my way through Duck Dodgers. And, boy, is that a weird show. Yeah. It's... So, it's it's a take on the this original Looney Tunes short where it was a parody of Buck Rogers. Although, I guarantee you more people know what Duck Dodgers is than Buck Rogers. Which is saying something. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. um, but, like... It, it's basically, it's like Futurama, but with Daffy Duck, <laughs> kind of. Uh, it's got a very dark sense of humor in a lot of ways. Like, there's one episode where Daffy basically, he gets jealous of a robot that does his job better than he does. So he basically sends the robot out on a death mission and then doesn't feel bad about it and then, like, smashes the robot to bits when it survives. It's a robot, but it's still dark. <laughs> um, they have, the, Daffy has, like, no shame on that show at all. Um or I guess Duck Dodgers, because I, I I don't think they ever actually call him uh, Daffy. Well, I forgot. What do they call Porky Pig? He's the uh, cadet. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. He, I, I don't think they say his name either. But the other thing about Duck Dodgers is that it's it's really specific in its parodies. Like there's a Green Lantern episode and it's he literally it's not like he gets like the the orange torches powers or something. It, no, it's like he's literally a part of the Green Lantern Corps for that episode. And it's it, because his dry cleaning got switched with the current Green Lanterns. <laughs> and apparently that Green Lantern left his lantern ring in his dry cleaning. So Daffy has to become the worst Green Lantern for like a, a day. It's it's weird, but it, it's interesting. Uh, I didn't get up to Samurai Quack, which is the other. I was like, going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I should probably also see Samurai Jack before I see Samurai Quack. But eh. uh, but, yeah, no, I'm I'm working my way through the series. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like an amazing series or anything, but it's a it's a very weird niche series that just like kind of does its own thing with Looney Tunes. It's it's better than like Lunatics Unleashed or something like that, but it's another hmm. one of those like weird takes on Looney Tunes, which by the way, that that's foreshadowing for the news. Um I should have planned this a little better. Actually, I I am planning this good better because the other show I have to talk about, the other one I've been watching through is The Looney Tunes Show. Haha. <laughs> Coincidentally, too, because the news article, that didn't pop up until, like, the day we're recording this. Um, but, yeah, I, I never saw the Looney Tunes show when it was out. It was in that, really? it was in that mm. weird portion of Cartoon yeah, Network. Yeah, like 2010, that... 11, 12. Yeah. Um, the Looney Tunes show is really interesting because it's basically, let's take the Looney Tunes characters and put them in a situation in which they're, like, not the Looney Tunes characters. Like, let's let's take a slapstick crazy comedy and turn it into a sitcom and i understand why some people were initially upset by this but i feel like it's i feel like it's an intentional choice to make it as like unfittingly different as possible 
You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't feel like it was just kind of this random idea like some people like to say it is. I think it was an intentional choice of, like, what's the opposite of a Looney Tunes episode? Uh, I don't know, like a like a sitcom? Like, okay, good, let's do that. Um, in terms of the quality of the show, it's... So I saw I saw some of the episodes from the first season and some of the episodes from the last season, and I didn't really notice an improvement, to be honest. Um... It, it it held my attention. It, it's another show that I think is like an interesting portion of Cartoon Network's history, and I'm not. I'm glad I'm checking it out, but it's not one that I'm like highly interested in binging. You know what I mean? Like I watched an episode, and I'm like, ah, I guess I'll watch another one. Um, it didn't really like the comedy, and it doesn't really thrill me. And the stories are just a little on the basic side. And then, mm, like, I think yeah. a part of the I think a part of the problem is just that like taking Daffy and putting him in a sitcom like setting I just I don't a lot of his jokes are obvious they go with the most easy like this is an ego driven character like I think I think it's the first episode of the show where him and Bugs go on a best friend game show and it's like haha yeah. he doesn't know Bugs Bunny's last name lol but it's just like a whole episode of that I mean uh there's literally a SpongeBob episode like that I think probably came out after but um but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna keep checking the show out. I didn't see like a ton of episodes or anything, and I'm not saying it's a bad show. I, I don't think it is. Uh, I think it's an interesting show, but I think it's another one that's just kind of like in the okay category. Like I, you know, all right, I'll, I'll watch a few more episodes, maybe see if it's really my thing. It's certainly not the worst thing to ever have the Looney Tunes characters in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, yeah, I dig the Looney Tunes show. Um, and they actually gave Lola Bunny something to do. Yes, they made her weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and psychotic. Yes. And on that note, speaking of Lola Bunny, that's a, that's the best segue we're going to get. We uh we're going to move on to the news. So Space Jam 2. It was announced. Yeah. That's insane. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean this is like it's like one of those things that's been kicking around in the news for like a few years, I think. Well, like, it's been ooh. in development heck for like 20 years. Well, on and well, off. Because Michael Jordan was going to do a sequel, but then like they turned it down, and then LeBron James was put up to do it, and there's been all sorts of director changes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... uh, But, it, I mean, it's it's like... With with projects that get stuck in this development heck, it, it's always kind of inevitable that typically they will come out in some fashion, if they're a sequel, at least. If they're like... If there's profitability in the franchise, eventually it'll happen. It might yeah. be like 15, 16, 35 years later, but usually eventually it'll happen. So, like, it's surprising because it's surprising, but it's not surprising because it's like, well, sooner or later this is probably going to happen. Exactly. You know, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Like, all I can think of is Duke Nukem because Duke Nukem <laughs> Forever was delayed for, like, I think literally 15 years, and that game yep. went through, like, two different engine changes. It was delayed several times. Um, I think like half of the original development team was like fired or something. And I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know if Space Jam 2 will actually be good because Duke Nukem, because it took so long, ended up being pretty <laughs> mediocre. So that could be the same case with Space Jam 2. But with movies, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I, have, I don't know how I feel about it. If we're putting it up against the original Space Jam, like, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine, but it's... It's not very high in its own regard, so... Well, that's... See, that's yeah. the thing. That's where... I think that's where this goes differently from, like, 
because I mean, there's this is like this is a genre of movies now that have sequels like thirty years later, like Dumb and Dumber, uh, Ghostbusters, Men in Black, like. You know, it's it's not a one-off thing, but the difference here is that Space Jam is, I don't even want to say it's a bad movie because I, I haven't even seen it in ages, but it's a movie that is known more for how weird and ridiculous it is than just like straight up like legitimately being like a highly regarded film in its own, you know what I mean? Like it's a nostalgic film, I guess. Yeah. Um. Mm. So, and, and here you have like the things we do know is that, um, yeah, the director of Black Panther, Ryan Coogler. Yep. He's he him and LeBron James are working on this. I think I made a joke on Twitter a while ago about how it should have Michael B. Jordan playing Michael Jordan in a Space Jam <laughs> sequel. <laughs> um uh just for the pun. Uh for, but yeah, I mean like so it's weird because it's like you have this weird comedy guilty pleasure and then you have this this pretty like this director coming off of what like this highly successful film that is a superhero movie but it's still a relatively serious superhero movie right it's, so. it's confusing because ryan coogler yeah he's done black panther he did creed he did fruitvale station those are all somewhat serious movies i mean black panther does have have its fair share of humor but like uh i mean he's only producing it i mean that entails so much the director terrence nance i'm not too familiar with his work he's apparently a pretty young guy uh but from what i, I do know of his work it is also fairly serious so i wonder how that's going to you know transcend into uh an animated comedy film starring lebron james mm. i i feel like a part of this was made because um because right now the looney tunes are like what's the what's the looney tunes thing going on right now wabbit aired at, like a few years ago and that's on the boomerang service but other than that i can't think of a single looney tunes project that's on right now like so, this might be a big push to reinvigorate the Looney Tunes brand. Yeah, it's all because of that Boomerang app. They're pushing it. They want to bring the Looney Tunes back just for that app. That's a that's a hot take. I don't actually believe that, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I don't know. I mean, they did announce a couple months ago, I think, that they're they're looking to uh start doing more shorts, Warner Bros. for Looney Tunes. Oh, hmm. So maybe they're trying to just kind of rebrand the entire Looney Tunes. Uh, property. Yeah, I mean, I think I do think that's a part of it. Yeah, that that would definitely make a lot of sense because I think you know, I'll, no one's really forgot about Space Jam, even though it's a pretty right. old movie. Like it was just one of the most ridiculous movies when it came out, and it's still just kind of just like, like I've I've seen parts of it recently. I'm just like, wow, this movie is just <laughs> so bizarre. I mean, it was a big deal at the time. It had Michael Jordan, arguably the goat. Uh, Bill Murray, yeah. the Looney Tunes, and some of also some of the the more popular basketball players of the time, like Larry Bird and Patrick Ewing. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll do that with a lot of the the modern basketball players that are really popular. And I mean, LeBron James is pretty much the modern day equivalent of Michael Jordan. And not to mention, LeBron also has a little bit of acting experience. He was in um, Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie that came out a couple years ago. <laughs> um. That's a sentence. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I, I didn't see the movie. I don't know how good LeBron is at acting. Uh, it's probably better than Shaquille O'Neal because Shaq is an awful actor. But. Yeah. I like when LeBron James was on Gum. That's all I know about him. He had a Gum brand with Bubblicious at one time, like five years ago, ten years ago. Didn't he have 30? his own cartoon as well? I, don't know. I think he had like a like a web series, and I don't remember what it was called, but. Huh. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's this is one of those like kind of wait and see pieces of news. That's there's definitely stuff to talk about, but I don't think there's enough information to really be like. I don't, personally, I don't think there's enough information for me to even be like I'm excited for this. It's just kind of like, well, well, see it's what's like, going to happen. This is actually going to happen now. Yeah, like I don't know how to feel about it until we see a trailer. Oh, uh, what do you guys? Well, they're not going to guys... shoot it until next summer. So, oh like, my gosh. they're in very early pre-production. <laughs> the, the NBA season's about to start in like two weeks. Or actually, it's probably more like a month, but... I wonder, I mean, I almost wonder if it's... I mean, because, like, we see this a lot now where this stuff gets announced, like, way ahead of time. Right. Uh, I wonder mm. if it's almost just to, like... Because they know YouTubers will make videos about this stuff, and it'll create positive buzz for LeBron James, for yeah. Looney Tunes, well, for whatever. Not only are they not going to start shooting until next summer, but the animation itself is also going to take a long time. Oh, that's another thing. Are well, they going to do CG or 2D? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Mm. I, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but it's gonna be CG. It'll definitely so? be CG. Yeah. Who's gonna do? do I mean, I mean, the new Mary Poppins has two D. Right, but that's Disney. This is Warner Brothers. Say, so Space Jam's also kind of known for having the the crazy CG characters. So I think if they were to go away from that art style, it would turn off a lot of people from seeing the movie. Have the Looney Tunes ever been interpreted on screen and CG? Um. Yes. Listen, there were those bumpers on Cartoon Network where they were like giant blimps in 3D space. Are you talking about the nudes? No. Oh. Never, never mind. Uh, they're bumpers <laughs> for the for the the Bugs and Daffy show. But anyway, um, I I mean, at least in video games, right? Probably they've been rendered in CG. I don't know. I don't know that I really would like the idea of a CG Bugs Bunny. But I, I don't know that I'd really hate the idea either. So, I don't know. It's interesting. All right. Let's move on to the next piece of news. So there is going to be th- this is the this is like the shocking news. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix is planning a live action Avatar: The Last Airbender with the original creators. Yep. Uh, does it even say if it's going to be a show or a movie? I think it's going to be a series. Okay. Yeah, I. Uh... Hmm. <laughs> you're at a loss you're for at a words. loss for words yeah <laughs> jinx you know i thought of all these things i wanted to say for this and now it's just like I, They're I, just this gone. is just weird it's just weird <laughs> i it's not i'm not mad i'm just i'm i'm confused like here's the thing avatar the last airbender is like one of the best cartoons of all time avatar uh or sorry the last airbender the film is one of the worst films of all time yep uh, so like from where I'm standing, there's already a there's already a soured taste in my mouth of live action Avatar, and at the same time, it's like I don't think they can improve on the la- on on the TV show. Like I genuinely don't think a live action series is going to look better than the cartoon did. Yeah. Like be- think about think about the amount. First of all, airbending. How do you represent airbending? You can do it, but it doesn't. It's it does, it's not gonna look as good. Right as the cartoon, because you yeah. can you can have cartoony tornadoes in a cartoon. You have to like, I don't know, like warp the, just warp things to you show can do wind. like air simulations, particles. like yeah, like particle simulations. Right, that's, that's that kind does... of what they did for the movie. But that doesn't always look good. I mean, that's very true. rarely. Like in in it, to the to the amount that they have to do it, because you'd have to do it in every episode, right? Like, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. Avatar is my favorite animated show of all time. So, um, 
I have a very strong opinion. I they just need to let that story of Aang. They just need to let it be. Um, I'd totally be up for them to expand more. Like when we talked uh recently about them making Avatar Kyoshi graphic novels. Like that's cool. Like I'm I'm totally up for hearing more about Kyoshi. But like, I don't I don't want more of Aang. Like the the original series is just fine for me. Yeah, I mean that's basically where I sit too. Like, I don't think this is going to ruin anything or hurt anything, but I, I do think it's just kind of like, I mean, it's 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 a rehash. It like, could be good. I don't know. Right. I mean, here's what they, here's what the, so this is, this has the creators of the show on board, and here's what they say. We can't wait to realize Aang's world as cinematically as we always imagined it to be, and with culturally appropriate non-whitewashed cast. <laughs> um, so first of all, like, as cinematically as we always imagined it to be, I mean, have you seen the show? Like, don't get me wrong. I'd love it if the show was in HD. Like, that would be nice. Or widescreen HD. Like, if it got the Dragon Ball Super treatment, that'd be sick. I don't think they'd do that. But right. Um, but otherwise, outside of that, aside of it just being a standard definition show, I don't think it could look better. Like, I really don't. Some of those fight scenes, like uh, Zuko and Azula's duel in, in the last, like, arc there, that looks so sick. Like, a lot of the effects and, and the, the choreography and everything, it's like, how how are you going to do that better in live action? And I also don't really like the way that's kind of said, because it makes it sound like cartoons are inferior to live action. Like, what? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. Netflix or maybe could be throwing... Maybe they're saying that about the movie. Like, they wanted to adapt it, and the movie didn't live up to what they had envisioned for a live right, action. But, hmm. so. but what does that mean? I mean, I, I mean, I the movie know. wasn't the most cinematic thing in the world. No. No. Uh, and then the other part about it being a culturally appropriate non-whitewashed cast. Um, I mean, I just want to say this, that that is 100% a good thing. Yeah, I am in no way against that. Like, I, that's as it should be. That being said, that doesn't affect whether I want to watch the show or not in any way, shape, or form. It's a, it's a piece of information that tells you about the nature of the production, but it doesn't tell you anything about the actual show in my opinion for for me i mean i know there's other people that think otherwise and that's fine like they're entitled to their opinion and they're entitled to their ideology um but as much as i'm i'm happy that this is the case including that piece of information and kind of having it be like like the only bit of information it's just kind of almost like well we have really nothing to say about this production other than we're not racist don't worry we're not we promise yeah. <laughs> uh, when is it uh supposed to come out did it say i don't think it did uh no. Again, this is another. <laughs> yeah, this is another announcement that's like ways out. The only thing we mm -hmm. have is just one promotional image of Appa, and it's it's a painting. It's concept so, art. Yeah, yeah, like that could mean anything. I mean, that's the other thing too. Appa has to be CG. Momo has to be CG. Like, just now, Netflix has. I mean, Netflix threw a ton of money at like Sense Eight. Like, Netflix has poured money into things, and honestly, if Netflix is throwing like millions and millions around and the show can really, really, like, has a good budget. And, I mean, I'm not saying that budget is everything, but if you can't pull the effects off correctly in this show, none of it will work. I, I promise you that. It, it, it's because we already have something that looks visually good. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the story in Avatar is, is phenomenal as well, but it's going to be like like a neutered version of Avatar if it doesn't have that, that great effects as well. And I, I don't think to do non-uncanny like water effects and earthbending effects and appa and airbend like all of that you need a decent budget yeah or like three episodes a season i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah like 
if if one of their goals is to reintroduce Avatar to um, the current generation of kids, I'm all for that. But maybe show them the original show, like maybe air it on Nickelodeon, maybe put it on Netflix. Make I mean, another show. Just yeah. make another show. The only like, way I... to access it right now um, legally <laughs> is through DVD and Blu-ray. Hmm. Maybe it'll be added to Verve. Oh, uh, it's not a '90s show, so probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's weird news, and it's just, it does. I don't want to say this, but it does almost feel like the people, um, uh, break. Like it feels like they. Maybe it's time to move on. Like I love Avatar, and I would love to see the world. Like you know, it'd be great if we could just get like continual series after series in the same universe but like hundreds of years apart with different avatars different rules to things like that'd be great but i feel like maybe that time has passed maybe you know cora yes nickelodeon screwed it over but the writing on the show in places was also not very good and a lot of time has passed and you know there was a live action movie and it's like maybe maybe this is it maybe create another world from the ground up or or work on something else um Maybe it's time to move on. If if this project is is a flop, then I, I'd say it's a hundred percent definitely time to move on to something else. I I I'd fully trust that they can do other great things. Like you don't make Avatar and have no talent, you know. I mean, uh, if this doesn't work out, I mean, we always have the alternative of the Dragon Prince from the the former head writer of Avatar. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> That's true. I I haven't seen it yet. I don't know how how decent it is or not, but. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet either. All right. Lastly, we have some unconfirmed news. <laughs> we have we have rumor. I just want to make this absolutely clear. This is rumor. We're not spreading misinformation here. So the story of this is that Rocco's Modern Life in what? Uh, 2016? 2017? I believe, yeah. It was announced in 2016 and we saw a trailer in 2017. Yeah, it's been over a year since that trailer, because that was at SDCC the year before this one. Um, this got announced that Rocco was coming back with Static Cutting. It was the second one announced, like literally right after Hey Arnold. This was like the big thing. This was really the announcement that showed us that it wasn't just like one show that Nickelodeon was going to allow to finish its story. It's like, no, we're going to actually just do this for a lot of shows. So anyway, that was announced the year after at, at Comic-Con. We saw a trailer, like a fully animated trailer. Like we saw more from that Rocco um I think we saw more of, uh, than we did of the Jungle movie, which came out literally a year before. Uh, yeah. And we've had this release date of 2018 for a while now, and it's like September, late, late September. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird that we haven't had an announcement on the date or, like, what's going on with it. And recently someone asked someone that worked on it, or someone asked Joe Murray... And Murray said that it was finished, but there was, like, something complicated going on that was preventing it from being announced or something. And then some someone that worked on it basically said, it's getting released on Netflix. We still don't know when. Now, I don't know if this guy worked on it or if he's just a Nickelodeon employee, but... Okay. Well, that's... Because that's the thing. I, I The tweet is deleted now. <laughs> um, so, it's like, you know, it's kind of like an uncle from Nintendo told us this, so don't necessarily believe it, but... I kind of wanted to talk about this just because the idea that Rocco would be released on Netflix, that's that's interesting. I mean, we 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 know that Nickelodeon's working with Netflix, or at least giving the rights 
to certain things to Netflix if if this Avatar project is going forward. Um, and Pinky Malinky. Right, and it seems to be, I mean, Nickelodeon just launched this big thing with Verve with their 90s shows, so it it seems to be that they are going to need a host for their current stuff. So Netflix seems like well enough fit as any. It's better than making their own dang streaming service. <laughs> um, yeah, all the eyes are on Netflix, so yeah, might as well put your like, new stuff on there. But like, what could this mean? I mean, this could mean a number of things. This could mean that it, it's it's just going to air on Nickelodeon and then it's just going to come out on Netflix after. This could mean that it's it's so adult that it could only be on Netflix. It couldn't be on Nickelodeon. Or, I mean, it could just mean that it's the same level of adult, you know, it's just a lot of double entendres and dirty jokes as the original show, but they're going to put it on Netflix anyway. Now, I saw a lot of people mad at this. Personally, if this is the case, I don't care. Like, most people our age, i.e. the people that are going to be interested in this, we have Netflix. Like, I would rather watch it on Netflix than have to, to bother to tune into Nickelodeon. TV's dying anyway. Yeah. I feel like there's more people our age that have access to Netflix than actually cable. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think it makes a lot of sense because the audience for Rocco is kind of our age demographic, maybe a bit older, like late 20s. Nate, so Rocco it, was older than me and you. Well, oh, like, you know, <laughs> like, like late literally. 20s, uh, 30s. But any, anyway, the point is they'd probably get a better, I don't know how to, what I'm trying to say. They'd probably get better viewership if they were to put that on Netflix more so than TV. Mm-hmm. But maybe he like he deleted the tweet because he wasn't supposed to say that. He didn't realize that was like an NDA thing, so that yeah, I mean, that we, could have been the possibility we, as well. <laughs> we have no idea. I mean, like the thing that really kind of not confirms, but the thing that leads uh, lends credence to this idea is the fact that we don't have an announced date. If Nickelodeon was trying to work out some sort of weird deal with Netflix on this, that would make sense why they haven't announced it yet. Because if they're still sticking with 2018, which that's still the word, like as of very very recently. <laughs> got to announce it soon, yo, or or else they're just going to drop it because it's like there's not that many months left and you don't want to be putting this in the Christmas season if it's not a Christmas special. Like that that I don't know. Right. And I'm pretty sure I feel like with the with the 2018 date announcement, I feel like they were aiming for the 25th anniversary, which I believe happened only a couple of days ago. So right. and they missed that. So And typically mm. if it's going to be like like December or something, they'll say late 2018. You know, or they'll announce it like that. I mean, you, you know, Nate, with Nintendo announcements and stuff like that. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. Because they don't want to get expectations up for, like, the first half of the year if they know there's not a chance, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, that's one possibility that why it's been delayed. But I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, there's got to be some news on this soon. I hope so. And, I mean, I, I don't want, like, when I say, like, a more adult Rocco, like, I mean, I don't need, like, nudity or anything on that show. Please, no. Um, <laughs> but, but like, slightly more risque or, like, a little less double entendre-y with their jokes that still fit in the tone of the original, I think would be completely fine. You know what I mean? Like, tonally, they could go a little more mature, and it would still fit pretty well within the show's universe. I mean, have either of you seen Leapfrogs? Um... It's because it was it was banned for years. Because it's an oh, episode about Mrs. Bighead trying to seduce Rocco, and it includes... Oh, a... yes, 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 I have. Oh, my. I haven't seen that, but holy crap. It includes a, a few seconds of frog nudity on the TV. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> okay. So, we got some questions. Well, you guys have some questions. We have some answers. 
Uh, first up from our Discord, we had a question from Red Bandit. Uh, is it fair to assume that a series reboot will be good if the original creator is involved with it? Huh, how how timely. Yeah, right? It's almost like you picked <laughs> that specifically, Monsters. <laughs> I have I have an opinion on this. What is it? No! Very much no! Absolutely <laughs> not. I made a video, it's an old, old video by now, but like I think it's still relevant. It's probably more relevant now than ever, despite the spelling mistakes. It's reasons... Uh, why, what is it, it's like reasons why you don't always want your show to come back or something. Um, although I probably didn't title it like a BuzzFeed article. Uh, but basically, the long and short of it is, is just like, yes, getting the same people back is good. Like, it's not a bad thing, I wouldn't say. But just because it's the same people back doesn't mean everything else is the same. People change, especially when a production's been off for like 20 or 30 years. People's sensibilities change. I mean, look, uh, look at... Two weeks ago, when we did Rocco versus Laszlo, you could tell that Joe Murray's sensibilities had changed since he worked with kids. He literally says that. Like, he said that in an interview. People's sensibilities change. And that doesn't always mean they get worse at writing. But the thing that made that show good may not always be there. Like, the Powerpuff Girls, um, I mean, we'll never know what a Powerpuff Girls reboot would be like with Craig McCracken. Hypothetically, we'll never know. But... Like, I think a part of the reason why that show worked when it did is because Craig was as young as he was. He was young, so he found a lot of, like, kind of gritty things to be funny and a lot of gross things to be funny. And, like, a lot of things that make that show are, like, things that someone fresh out of college or in college would think of. I'm not saying he would necessarily not know how to make Powerpuff Girls these days, but I feel like um, that's just, like, an example of... A lot of times when someone creates a show and works on a show, they're in a specific mindset, they're in a specific point in their lives, and you can't recapture that 20 or 30 years ago. Not not every time, but sometimes. That's my spiel. Anyway, what do you guys think? Well, I say I think to add to that, I mean, I agree with most of what you said, but I think when um, when someone comes back to a reboot of a series, they don't want to make the same thing necessarily. They want to try to do something different, so... When, when a show is remade, it's going to turn out different no matter what, even with, you know, the original uh, creator, because I don't think they just want to make the same thing all over again, because, you know, that time's already passed. Right. I mean, it also depends on what kind of reboot we're talking here as well. If it's if it's a straight-up uh, continuation like Samurai Jack or if it's a reboot reboot. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example of, of a show that's had, like, a reboot or a revival um that that has most of the people come back and it's not as good i mean there's a lot of them that are like mildly inadequate compared to the original but i'm just trying to think of something that's absolute garbage i mean it's not a reboot but we were just talking about it uh legend of korra had the same creators and i I think a decent portion of the same cast and and um people behind the scenes and that was for whatever you could say about Korra, it's it's not Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, yeah. it's just not that quality. And that was only a few years later. And like I said, it had a chunk of the, the original people back with it. That's true. Well, I mean, the, the head writer wasn't there. That probably has something to do with it. Wow. Right, but he says the original creator. The question isn't, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh... Yeah, the, the creator isn't the... Unless it's like a complete auteur piece... Most of the time, the creator isn't the sole uh, reason wh- why a show is good or bad or the sole creative voice behind the show. So, I mean... I have two examples. I mean, neither of these... Also, neither of these are reboots. But uh, when Dan Harmon came back to Community, Community was never as good as it was in the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, they got they got the creator back. The guy that made the show. The, the big man himself. 
and the show still wasn't that great. It was better than season four, but it wasn't that great for five and six. And then the other example is SpongeBob. Hillenberg <laughs> came back. And I mean, I mean, the, you know, I could talk about SpongeBob mm -hmm. here for ages yeah. and some people would probably like that. But um, regardless of like how, what I think of like 9A and 9B and like all that sort of stuff, it's like it wasn't like Hillenberg stepped in and then just all of a sudden, bam, we're back to seasons one, two and three. All right, here we go. Like that was never that, that wasn't going to happen. It, it was like 15 years since he stepped away from the show, um, you know, and, and Hillenberg's great. But like Hillenberg is not uh, he didn't write a ton of the episodes. All right, well, that answers that question. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I I, mean, I think the original creator is as good a person as any. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're not, t like, if I had the choice between bringing the original creator back or just bringing in some, like, Joe Schmo, I would always pick the original creator. I'm just <laughs> saying that it's not, it's nowhere close to a guarantee that the show is, like, going to be good again or going to be the same quality or even just that similar to the original. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. So the second question we have is from Luck, Luck Wraith, and they say, "What advice would you give someone looking to start their own podcast from scratch?" Ooh, because we're very experienced in that area. Listen, here's what you do: you find it, you find a YouTuber <laughs> friend that has a small channel, and you offer him a big, big shot at being on a big channel. No. Um, <laughs> Here's at you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then you make sure he never finishes that Planet Sheen review, so he has to keep working on the on the recast. Exactly. <laughs> no, Very smart um, tactic. No. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but I mean, a, a part of that's true, and that find someone, that the first thing you got to do is find someone or a few people that you get along well with. Right. Yeah, I used to have a podcast, like a, mm. a, a pseudo podcast, uh, which most of the time was just me and me alone. And um, a lot of the people that watched it seemed to enjoy it. But when I personally watched it back, I couldn't stand it. Not because I'm just hypercritical of myself, but because like it was just me talking to myself for an hour and a half about nonsense. And I, it, it's so much better to have people to bounce off of because it makes the conversation so much more interesting. Yeah. And like if you can't if you can't have a good mm -hmm. conversation with someone just in real life, you're not gonna make a good podcast with them. <laughs> uh, Nate, you've done podcasts before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done actually quite a few. Uh, we did do a lot of discussions a couple of years ago. Those weren't necessarily podcasts, but you could call them that. I've had I think one or two different podcasts on my channel in the past, and definitely the most important thing is like like you were talking about is you gotta have chemistry uh you know with the person that you're talking to or persons um definitely the number one thing and you also want to have some form of organization yeah so i don't know if you guys have talked about this at all but uh you guys have like i was really surprised you have like this big spreadsheet <laughs> kind of talking about everything you're going to go over all the questions and all that stuff so you just you want to come prepared like it is supposed to be casual of course but you do want to have some sort of framework of what you want to talk mm, about yeah uh google docs are your friend we we do <laughs> oh yeah we yep. have an outline we have estimated times for about how long we want things to go for we have like spaces to put in the comments for the week and like all that sort of stuff yeah. um we also have a big excel sheet with ideas for like upcoming weeks upcoming things we want to talk about but the other the other big thing that i think personally find a good like I don't want to say gimmick, but find a good hook to your podcast. Like, 
uh, honestly, there's a lot of podcasts in this world, like a lot of them. Um, it's like the new, hey, do you want to start a band? Now it's, hey, do you want to start a podcast? Right, right. And unless, like the same thing. Unless you're like a, a really big person from something else, which a lot of podcasters are. They'll, you know, Joe Rogan or whoever. Yeah. Uh, unless you're that, like, you kind of need something to get a hook. And so, like, that's what I think. Like, I don't want to, like, look down on any other podcast, but it's just kind of like I'm happy that we have our our idea of like comparing two shows at the core of everything else. Like, yeah, we do the traditional news and questions and just kind of casual chat and what we've been watching and all that sort of stuff. But I like that we have that because that's something that really kind of like holds the show together. I think like that's a hook to get people interested in clicking. And then, yeah, maybe they like our banter. Maybe they like the news that we talk about in the week or whatever. But I find that having like some sort of specific gimmick along with the regular podcast stuff kind of takes you a little bit further, maybe than just some podcasts that are, just like, you know, we're a gaming podcast. We talk about games or whatever. Yeah, that, there's that, too that many of those. That wasn't like shade at you, Nate. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, um. no, I agree. There <laughs> there are too many of those. Like, I ended up canceling those podcasts because, you know, they didn't really perform that well. It was just like, we obviously, we tried to be different, um, but it's very, very hard to stand out when you're a gaming podcast. Right. So that's why they didn't last very long. Mm. Um, and then the other thing that kind of goes along with what Nate was saying is just that, like, it, it is work. Like, I mean, there are some people that are very, very, very talented at talking that they can just turn on the recording, chat about anything for, like, 40 minutes, and, you know, I'll be engaged. So you'll have you'll have an audience that's engaged. There are people right. that are really talented or, or they have an interesting job or, like, you know, they do something interesting that they can just flip it on and go. But for most of us, like... You know, put in a little bit of effort into coming up with what you're going to talk about for the week. Put in a little bit of effort to try to make the the audio presentation good. You know, put a put a song at the beginning of your podcast. Make sure the um to to at least do like a little bit of editing. Not you don't have to go like word by word editing or anything like that. But make sure if there's like dead space or if there's just a stupid tangent, cut it out, man. You know, Joey Gladstone. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you, monsters? Do you have any tips? Uh, I think we pretty much nailed everything. Yeah, I mean, unless you're charismatic, just kind of try to find your shtick. There's so many podcasts out there, and you want to really make yourself stand out so that you get, you know, a, a devoted audience. Um, that is, if you want people to listen to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure why else you would make a podcast. Yeah, um, podcasts are typically not done just like purely for the art of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I will say that too is if. If you don't have a huge viewer base at the start, like don't don't sweat that. I I would say because it, it you know hey it's it's like YouTube it's a crowded space and it takes it also takes time to find find a groove. Like I be very willing to bet that even if right now monsters and I went back and listened to our first podcast episode, we'd probably cringe at a few things because <laughs> it, it, we don't you know you you find your criticism your criticism you find your flow you find your things that work and things that don't. Like for instance the trivia game like. People love that. We had some suggestions that were like, yeah, keep doing those. And like, so I'm like, okay, cool. Like we're going to keep that. But if, if that kind of went like awkwardly and like people weren't a fan of that, like we'd probably drop that for the format. Like just pay attention to what works and what doesn't. Hmm. And the important thing is if you really want to start a podcast, get started now. Don't wait. I guess that can really be said about anything. If hmm. there's, if you want to start a YouTube channel as an example, I've heard so many people are like, oh, I'll start it, you know, in a few weeks. No, just do now. it. Get started now, because <laughs> you're not going to improve unless you practice. That's 
I mean, podcasting is definitely something you have to practice to get good at. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it works like making videos too. Like looking at my catalog yeah, from yeah. five years ago, uh, my videos are much different now than they were back then. So, you know, practice makes perfect. All right. Well, if you want to mm. ask us questions, please do so on our Discord. There'll be a link in the description. Uh, if you want to ask them on Twitter with hashtag the recast, we'll probably also see them that way too. And we do look at the comments on the YouTube video, but typically those are filled with like lots and lots of things. So we're less likely to remember that and use it for an episode. So yeah. if you want to get our, uh, us some questions, then do it that way, please. So next week we have Le Bob Sponge. Um, <clears throat> the episodes SpongeBob Meets the Strangler and The Getaway from seasons three and ten, respectively. Uh, also, if you're watching this and wondering why I'm not talking about that SpongeBob video that hopefully went up yesterday, <laughs> it's because we record this a little bit in advance, and I wanna I don't want to say anything until it's out. So next week I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, that'll tie in pretty nicely, I think. And then the week after that, we have a show that I think neither of us are familiar with right monsters we're not that uh, familiar? i grew up on it i really liked oh. it but i haven't seen it in a long time well w one of one of the one of the shows and the franchise that we'll be discussing that's going to be the story of your autobiography <laughs> <laughs> i'm a really big fan i haven't seen it in 20 years <laughs> pretty much that, that's like everything ever uh but no the shows are uh tmnt uh teenage mutant ninja turtles the 2003 series attack of the mousers and TMNT, the 2012 series, Mouser's Attack. Hmm, um, those aren't similar. Nah, that, definitely not. Probably not an intentional reference or anything. But uh, yeah, and we, we'll, uh, we'll have a guest that's pretty into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I hear. Yes. All right, so, Scooby-Doo! Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> uh, uh, it's like the third time we've done that today. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're, we're symbiotic. We're like the same person. I knew I had a lost brother somewhere. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Uh, so, uh, for reference, I, are you guys cool if we just call the What's New Scooby-Doo episode just like What's New, and then we call Scooby-Doo Where Are You just like Where Are You? Because the names of these episodes are like Scooby-Doo and a Mummy 2 and... Mummy Scares Best. Yeah, like I don't like those titles. Yeah. I'm just going to go with... I will be cool Scooby-Doo with that. You need to get a clue, monsters. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so uh, I'll give the description for the Scooby-Doo Where Are You story. So basically, it's Scooby-Doo. You know what the story is. The, the gang is like, I don't know, they're at some college talking to some archaeological professor guy about something, ancient Egypt and a mummy, and Shaggy accidentally takes steals a coin and when they go back to return it they find out that the archaeological guy is missing the mummy is missing there's a mystery afoot they run around a lot they get chased by a mummy a lot they stumble into clues eventually putting the the thing together and then they unmask the mummy as the shady looking guy at the beginning of the episode yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh monsters you want to do the story for the other one sure so yeah the mystery gang uh are visiting their friend melbourne I believe this is in Egypt. Uh, yes. And they visit their friend Melbourne, who's at these pyramids. And there's this mummy going around and turning people into these, like, quasi-mummies that aren't mummified, but kind of just walk around and act like mummies. They're zombies. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty much zombies. Um, and so they, they go through this journey. 
Uh, they try to figure out the source of the problem, and it uh, turns out that Mel- their friend Melbourne was actually the person inside the mummy suit, uh, but he was being mind-controlled uh, by the prince of a neighboring town who was trying to get resources and get rich, whose wife also owns a very popular and expensive, expensive restaurant. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that uh, sounds really weird and convoluted. It kind of is, but... Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of one of the differences between these two. Uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? So we'll we'll start there. It's it's a product. It's a product of the '60s, very much. I mean, it, yeah, it's and it's very, very, very formula to the point where it is. It is literally like they'll mummy shows up, Shaggy and Scooby run away. They'll find like cement molds and they'll be like, "Oh, that's how they've been creating fake cement molds of the people that supposedly went missing." Like they'll run into like uh, a portion of the mummy's rag and then Velma will do some science on it and discover that it's not that old. Like they just, they run into clues. Uh, It's not, it's almost like kind of just random. Yeah. Um, One thing I do want to bring up is the obnoxious laugh track. Yeah. (laughs) It like, I wrote down some of the the lines too. Just some of the, the the one-liners were so, so unfunny. Like liverwurst (laughs) and ice cream. What will they think of next? And then there were some points where like, uh, there'd Talk be a shocking situation. <laughs> yeah, they they said um that that's what I call riches to rags. That like, <laughs> I feel like that wasn't meant to be funny. No, it was. There was a laugh track. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's that's the uh, thing. If there wasn't a laugh track, I would I would be like, man, this show's not very funny. Uh, I mean, I'm still like, it's not very funny, but at right. least I can tell that they were trying. I mean, and look, I want to preface this by saying, like, we're critiquing a show from the 60s. Obviously, our current day sensibilities are different from if we were to judge the show, like, as a period piece or whatever. But, like, we're judging the show as what we're judging both of these as watching them in 2018, just comparing them to each other. Um, so fair or unfair. We, we realize that it's a little unfair in that way, although both of them are kind of dated shows. Yeah. Um, just one more thing there was another part too like and this happened a couple times throughout the episode there'd be a shocking revelation and they'd cut to a close-up of scooby and scooby just make like a uh-oh or like like some noise and then you just hear ha 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 it's yeah that's i noticed uh, that too like the bar for comedy was really low in the 60s where apparently scooby just making a face to the camera that's a joke that's it yeah. man <laughs> uh uh one thing i found and i don't know I don't think there was a laugh track at this, so I don't think this was intentional. But the thing that I found the most funny is how the mummy stumbles around. Like, the mummy's walk cycle. Right. It's just because he's got, like, his arms and he just kind of shuffles around. He looks really stupid. <laughs> but yeah. I found that funny. <laughs> say one uh, kind of funny thing I found about that was the pool that they get jumped into. Mm-hmm. It's like 100 feet long because they're getting <laughs> chased by the saw. And that pool just keeps on going. It doesn't end. Yeah, that's se- like, whoa, that, what the heck? That section of the episode is just the most ridiculous thing because it's so the mummy like traps them in a room. And as Velma puts it, danger prone Daphne flips on a switch that controls a saw that's that has a plug to it. And that saw yeah. like sentiently follows them around the room, chasing them, cutting a hole in the floor. Then the saw falls into the the pool below. <laughs> and chases them in the water with the plug still like 
apparently plugged in. It's it's a waterproof, self-moving buzzsaw with a cord. Like yeah, I get it's a cartoon, long. but can we talk about the physics in this show? <laughs> like, so 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 there's a saw, and it turns into a motorboat. Then in the What's yeah. New episode, Melbourne happens to take a, a oh. sub roll. Twist it and turn it into a a functioning boomerang. Yes, a piece of bread yeah. into a boomerang. <laughs> that's a part of Scooby Doo, though, and I I I'm very happy about that. Like I'm okay with it. It's it's like physics don't apply. That was my favorite part. I was just like, okay, you know what? That's fine. This is this is great. Of the uh, a piece of. Yeah. I was just say that was my favorite part of the the episode was just randomly turning the bread into the boomerang. It's like okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, the other things about uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? So, like, okay, the mystery. Honestly, I was a little surprised in that it was, like, an okay mystery. I was kind of expecting it to be really dumb. And, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of obvious who the villain is from the beginning. Oh, it's but, stupid obvious. Well, I will give it credit in that it doesn't have... After the beginning portion, the gang doesn't run into either of the two characters, or I guess three characters, if you include the guy selling the food to Shaggy and Scooby... The gang don't run into them, like, again, for a long time in the episode. So it's not like Mustache Twirler pops up a few times because, like, he could. You know, there's there's other Scooby-Doo episodes where, like, the bad guy is like, mm, I wonder what's happening here. And, and so at least it gives the credit of, like, well, maybe 15 minutes in, people will kind of forget who that character was and it'll be a little surprising. Uh well, no, it was it was ridiculously obvious for for me that Doctor Najib was the was the villain because uh, not only is he just very 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 obviously uh, shady and very mysterious and ominous in the beginning, but they also show the professor get attacked, and he's the only other character that they introduce besides the mystery gang. It's the professor and then Doctor well, Najib. This is the guy serving food to Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> oh yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> and then, but, but in, in the what's new episode, you at least have, you know, a little bit of suspicion because they introduce way more characters uh, and they, I guess they kind of try to mislead you because who knows? It could be Camel Sam. It could be Chantel. It could be the Prince. It could be Melbourne. So. Hmm. Um, I feel like in the old Scooby-Doo, it was like always really obvious yeah. who the bad guy really was. Oh, I think that was just kind of like a, a shtick. And maybe they did that on purpose. The idea was, like, you you were able to figure it out, but the exciting part was watching the characters trying to figure it out for themselves. Right. I mean, they find clues. I mean, was the show made <laughs> right, for exactly. kids? Because maybe a kid has, has trouble using those context clues. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> maybe all I'm yeah. saying... I mean, I, I, look, it it could have been a lot worse. I will agree that What's New does a better job at obscuring who the villain is because there's a few different characters. Um, but I, I, the thing the thing that gets me with the mystery in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Is that, like, so the mummy is making these molds of characters to basically fool the gang into thinking that they're, like, it's a curse or something. But, like, there's no reason to do that. Like, there's literally no reason. The, the whole thing is that this guy wants a coin that Shaggy has that Shaggy probably would have returned to him if he had asked nicely. Been like, oh, the professor's out. I'm here. I'll I'll give the coin back to him. Like, well, it's to make him. It's to make them think that he's an actual mummy. But why does why? <laughs> they already to believe them. They already believe he's an actual mummy. He's wrapped around. He's, he's wrapped like a mummy, and and the regular mummy's disappeared. They could have just had everyone disappeared. And like the funny thing about the characters being turned to stone, quote unquote, is that the Scooby fool 
like fake out was not even a fake out it's like they show the scooby statue and shaggy's like oh no where is scooby and then scooby just digs his way out of the shed and he's like hi i'm over here sorry also, i'm over rear <laughs> what kind of mummy uses bricks and cement <laughs> yeah, yeah did you guys catch that he was trying to seal them in but it's like that stuff takes a while to dry i'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> like <laughs> not the best solution no all right so the mystery is not the best i i still don't think it's the worst mystery in scooby-doo history at least like at least the motivation isn't like i'm scaring these people away because i want the land for x y or z reason because that happens a million times and at least there is like a mystery in regards to the coin like we don't know what the coin mm -hmm. does we didn't know you know what i mean um on the topic of that coin though uh, i do love how at the end like they put it in like like it's a piggy bank right uh, into this ancient like Egyptian millennium puzzle or whatever, and um, the the guy, the archaeologist is there. Shaggy's like, it's a glass beetle, and the archaeologist is like, no, it's a priceless diamond worth millions. Yeah, and he reacts in that exact tone, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're like rich, or at least like like the school has a lot of clout now. Like, dude, you just like this is a big discovery, and he's just like. This is a really important jewel. Also, did you guys catch that the villain like disappeared? Like they they catch him and then they don't show the cops yeah. or like anything. He's just gone. Hmm. The next scene, it's like, well, we we got the coin back. <laughs> like, oh, he got mummified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I guess it's just assumed that like the cops came and captured him. I mean, to be fair, we don't see guess. we don't see what happens to the guy and what's new Scooby Doo. Like, what are they gonna call the the Egyptian police? Yeah, like, uh, that's true. Did, what do they know how to call? It? Do they have cell phones? It's two thousand three. I don't know. They might. Yeah. They might not. <laughs> um, I mean, there. I remember some Scooby Doo episodes where the cops did actually come and arrest them. Oh yeah, but that was yeah. more like the specials. Well, you for like the. Yeah, you like the '60s episodes didn't happen as often. Usually, they monologue about like how the villain did it to the villain. They they're not just like, well, yeah. But and, and that's a big deal or anything. Uh, I will also say another thing I found funny that was uh like intentionally funny. It was meant to be a joke. Was Scooby's karate? Um, when yeah. he, when he when he goes to hit the mummy and it's just it's a no sell. Like he doesn't budge the mummy and it makes like a clink sound. And it, <laughs> Scooby tries it like three more times and then he just dances away. Like all right, you know what? That's that's genuinely funny. I'll give you that. Your your kind of awful wordplay is not good '60s writing, but I'll give you that. Your like you know Hong Kong Fooey Hong Kong Scooby bit was kind of funny. Yeah, um, there was actually a bit of cross reference I noticed because. I mean, obviously, the the Where Are You episode isn't referencing the What's New episode, but there was a one-liner Shaggy said where uh, he said, your mummy's calling you in relation to the title of the What's New episode, Mummy uh, Scares Best. But then also, when they introduce the prince in the What's New episode, the first thing he says is, coins, coins, yeah. which is the same thing that the mummy said. Oh, yep, yep. I didn't even notice that. And he's disguised, too. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about the What's New episode. Uh, the first thing I noticed is that this guy who I looked it up and he's a recurring character, uh, Fred's idol. He's not his friend. He's like his, his hero. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're friends. I don't know. They could have any sort of relationship knowing yeah. this show. Um, but it's a Steve Irwin character. Yeah. Like, I wrote him down like, in my notes as Steve Irwin. Wikipedia describes him as a cross between Steve Irwin and Indiana Jones, but like. And Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's that, but he's kind of Steve Irwin, and that's... I mean, that's not... No, but it's a little uncomfortable now. Uh, it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one... So, it's it's relatively complex in that it features many... A few different locations 
like a lot of Scooby-Doo episodes, and I actually watched like one or two other What's New Scooby-Doo episodes kind of in preparation for this, and a lot of them will take place at like one location, like one building, one school, or one like, you know, space center or something like that. But this one, it's like they've got outs the area outside the pyramids, they've got inside the pyramids, they've got two different towns they visit, and they're in Egypt. Like it feels like a much grander scale than rinky dink like there's two guys at this college and one of them's evil and the other one's not like and because of that the mystery Mm -hmm. is able to be a little bit more developed because like you don't you don't know you don't know because there is so there's the prince who disguises himself as a beggar there's the guy who sells camels which you're not sure if that's just like a a joke like he's oh he's like a car salesman but he's with camels uh like a rental car guy you don't know if it's a joke or if that's like foreshadowing there's the woman who owns the belly dancing club there is freddy's uh idol there's like the random taurus maybe it's a real mummy guys you don't know no um ooh, ooh. but you know there's a <laughs> lot of different characters or at least more so than the earlier scooby-doo series so it does kind of obscure things a little bit better um I mean, what's a what's new Scooby Doo episode without the mid two thousands cheesy chase sequence? <laughs> right, I, I was disappointed we didn't get the episode with Smash Mouth. Yeah. Um, also, one thing I wanted to point out is that um, there was a, a movie, like a I think it was a direct DVD movie that came out in two thousand five called Scooby Doo Where's My Mummy, but it's it's <laughs> not like this episode. It's just a mummy. I mean, I'm sure you could probably go through every Scooby-Doo, like, series and find a mummy episode. Yeah. There's different species of mummy. Right. (laughs) I mean, what is a mummy but a zombie wearing clothes, really? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, something, like, I will say at least, well, hmm, I want to say what's new Scooby-Doo is less realistic. And I don't mean because of the saw. I mean because it's like... <laughs> so, the characters get hypnotized because of, like, lights? Yeah, okay. some yeah. random aura in the air, I guess. That was really confusing to me. This was the only part well, I didn't really understand about the episode was the whole zombie thing. Like, it seemed like they kind of went in and out of trances at really well, obscure times. So Now, the... maybe I just didn't pick up on that correctly. Well, I don't know. There's a <laughs> the reveal with that. The reveal is that the ancient Egyptian word rope takes people out of the trance. So oh, whatever wait, Scooby Yes. Wait, you didn't you didn't listen to that part? I get I must I might have missed it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, the it, ancient it went Egyptian by fast. word Ralph. <laughs> okay. Uh, so when Scooby All I right. mean it's it's not it's a weird explanation, but it, it is explained. Um Okay, yeah, I just missed that then. Yeah. yeah. There's also uh so like in that regard yeah, I mean the mystery is a little better. Although, if if they didn't catch that guy, like if they didn't catch the prince just like escaping, what would have happened? Would they have arrested Boomerang guy? <laughs> like, like would that have? Been, I, his reaction is weird because he's like he's like Patrick in in the episode with the the clam. Yeah, he's where, like, where oh, he's like uh, what? what what's going on? I, I was the criminal the whole time. Like he's not like, wait, I didn't do this. He, he's like, hmm, is it me? Like it's like it wasn't what? me. <laughs> um, yeah, and there was there was some of that one-liner humor in what's new as well, but it was I don't think it was nearly as obnoxious and prevalent as it was in Where Are You? Not to mention no. there wasn't the laugh track. So, right. I, I did you get like 
so there's a part where they have to get into this club and it's like there's tons of people outside because everyone's dying of thirst because there's no water and Velma's like I have an idea while looking at a belly dancing poster and I was 100% certain that the next scene was going to be Scooby and Shaggy belly dancing now granted Sha uh, Scooby does belly dance later in the episode for some reason um but like I was like that's a missed punchline there like they Velma and Daphne belly dancing like that's a little weird Scooby-Doo another thing too uh from what I remember of Scooby-Doo where are you Daphne was just kind of like a, a very blank slate pretty girl character well, she was danger prone Daphne as Velma calls her which is very rude Velma that's not nice <laughs> yeah so not exactly a, a, a well-written character and I mean I'm not gonna say that she's a well-written character in what's new Scooby-Doo either but she at least does something she well, picks the lock that's a, see, that's a good point, because every character in What's New Scooby-Doo does something, right? Whereas in the original, like, honestly, I mean, Shaggy, well, I mean, Velma did the science thing, and Shaggy and Scooby run into a bunch of clues, but that's about it. Uh, right. Because, because Fred didn't have to, did Freddy come up with a plan in that episode? Well, he went off to go look for stuff, and Daphne just kind of tagged along. Right. Um, but in What's New Scooby-Doo, so... Freddy's contribution is that he's, like, friends with the Explorer guy, which is not much of a contribution, but he at least gets that in the episode that he kind of has his little hero worship. Uh, Velma ha comes up with a few ideas. Daphne is MacGyver <laughs> for some reason. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's a thing. I think, like, her and her, like, headbands and shoelace or high heel shoes and, like, stuff like that. I seem to recall her being able to do things. Um, there was that. And then what was really cool about this episode is that Shaggy and Scooby, instead of just randomly running into clues, they actually had to be proactive in like, well, how would Daphne have solved this problem? Like, let's do it like this. What would Velma think of this? Like, in the end, they do ultimately kind of just randomly stumble across the solution as always. But at least they make an effort to do something instead of just being coerced by the other members of the gang. I thought right. that was a really cool subversion. And in fact, mm -hmm. that's that's what's new Scooby-Doo to an extent. Like, there are subversions like the it, Scooby Shaggy even says like well we're going to take the dangerous route because that's what we'll get stuck with anyway and it's like yeah that's a that's a funny observation good job like you're not wrong <laughs> uh, <laughs> the mummy was cooler in this too because in the original i mean he's just he's, he's just a mummy wrapped in robes coins like... coins <laughs> <laughs> he's he's well, instead of the arcade before they yeah. exist um <laughs> but in in this one the mummy has like a, a decrepit face hanging out like of the of the robes like it's not just a bunch of rags mm. uh, yeah, so that definitely was definitely cool. more interesting to look at yeah mm -hmm. the shining red eyes too right right mm -hmm. Uh, and then also, like, the zombified people were kind of, like, a little more intrigued, too. Although, I will say, was there any explanation as to how, like, characters could phase through walls? No. Yeah, that confused me as well. I th yeah. My it's just only Egyptian guess... magic. <laughs> yeah. It, my only guess is that the, the guy behind it all had something to do with it. Like, maybe... He was in control I, of the walls. I, I I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, he's a prince. He's a hypnotist. I, I guess he could hypnotize him into thinking these things were happening. But, like, they don't even give an explanation for that. And it's like, uh, I feel yeah, like that's, I don't that's, know. that's cheating. Like, you can't say. I mean, I know, I know Scooby-Doo is all about, like, saying, like, there's no such thing as supernatural things. It's just this projector projecting a realistic 3D image onto a shoestring. Like, <laughs> like Scooby-Doo is all about that. But. At least come up with a stupid explanation, even if it is just Relp or 
like you know i hypnotized you into thinking these things were happening or something like you gotta you gotta justify it otherwise you're just cheating that's just supernatural stuff that you're not even you're not even giving an excuse for um also what's new scooby-doo has this thing in their cold opens where they they always have a cold open where it's like something creepy happens to random people that's so true just, mm-hmm. just throwing that yeah. observation out. Uh, it's it's cool. I mean, again, uh, usually what happens is a cheat anyway, because th- that was a part of their going through walls and stuff. But like seeing these tourists transform into zombies is a lot more interesting of a hook than the opening up with the gang being like, "We're gonna hang out with an archaeology professor this episode." Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, come to think of it, in in where are you? Did that fit with Shaggy and Scooby like getting food? Do anything other other than telling us? I guess it's the coin. It's the reveal that Shaggy still like stole this coin. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like jokes about mixing weird flavors. And also, like, dude, how bad do you have to be at your job to let these random teenagers run away with your priceless artifact? <laughs> like, right? Like, I mean, oh, by I that must... point, wasn't he already tied up in the in the no. shed or whatever? No, that was the opening bit. Oh, he talks to them about the coin when we meet him in the beginning of the episode. He shows it to Shaggy. And then Shaggy's gonna spend it. He thinks it's a fifty cent piece. <laughs> <laughs> Speak, uh, speaking of which, though, you know how like at the end you were mentioning that that diamond in that vault is probably super expensive. How much is that coin worth? That's what I was saying. Like, dude, yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's worth something. It's an artifact, and he's just like let Scooby Shaggy walk off with it. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, maybe. Like, at least the mummy guy wanted, you know, he cared about the coin. Like, he cared about the priceless treasure. Like, he's a better archaeologist than the, than the right. archaeologist dude. And maybe you could trust Velma or, like, Fred, but Shaggy of all people? Right. Well, I mean, it's like, it's, I feel like if it's any sort of artifact, you shouldn't just be handing it over to teenagers to be, like, you know, getting their sticky fingers all over it or yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Shaggy's like probably just, like, ate a, a sriracha sandwich or something, and he's like... Was Russia invented in the 60s? I don't, I don't think that was a thing yet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, I mean, come on. Be more respectful with your ancient artifacts, guy. Yeah. Don't don't just be handing them out. Here's a question. Did What do, what do you guys think about the Steve Irwin guy from What's New? Like, did he really add that much to the episode, aside from the amazing boomerang skills? No. Mm. He was just there. I don't really think so, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he's a he's a... He's a fake out, but he's not even a good fake out because he's a recurring character on the show. Like that would be really cool if they made a recurring character end up to be the villain, but I don't think this show was that like I appreciated subversive. that he said crikey. <laughs> uh, crikey. Crikey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys ever notice this is just an observation about Scooby-Doo in general, but it's like Half the sh- half of like all of these shows are the characters running away from ostensibly like what they know aren't ghosts or monsters. Like Shaggy and Scooby, all right, they're maybe they're gullible, but like, dude, Velma knows it's not a real monster, and yet she she runs away too. The the episodes would be over a lot faster if they just didn't do that. Right. The Mummy and, and the What's New episode actually has some like voodoo stuff going on. Fair. So they're they're definitely yeah. I was gonna say they're more. He's more threatening in the newer uh, episode, but for the older one, no, I agree because it's like. It's just take a off his dude mask running already. around. Yeah. yeah, honestly. Like, why don't you just, just literally just run up to him? All five of them just gang up and rip off his mask. Well, we saw. Mission accomplished. There's so when many parts, too, where, like, like in the part where, where Scooby was doing the karate thing, like, the mummy was just standing still. Right. He wasn't even. He didn't have a weapon. Yeah. Like, he's not he going to shoot you nothing. guys. Like, you're fine. <laughs> Whatever. 
<laughs> Scooby-Doo, but just with, like, guns photoshopped into, like, all the villains' hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh, um, in what's new, the stake, like, okay, so, technically speaking, in the, in the first episode, like, the jewel is priceless that the guy was trying to steal, but, to be fair, also, they didn't even know that the jewel was in that thing. Like, it's not like, like, okay, they would have lost that, but really, like, what would have happened? Like, okay, they, they lost a jewel they didn't even know they had. But in the What's New Scooby-Doo episode, this dude, like, sent the town into ruin by by destroying their water supply. That's messed <laughs> up. Yeah. Like, like the gang's mm-hmm. all acting like it's a happy ending, but it's like, dude, like, all those, you saw all those trucks driving away? Like, that's that's a whole town displaced. Like, sure, you could bring the water back, but, I mean, I don't know. That's probably, people probably already, like, paid to move and all this other stuff. Like... <laughs> That's that's lives destroyed right there. Also, it's pretty I, dark. I love how the I love how the guy sells out his wife. They're, they're yeah. like, you know, and and the lady at the belly dancing club is probably in on it, and he's like, it's my wife, and it's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah, and also, dude, if you're a hypnotist, like, just hypnotize them and walk away. Maybe that's what happened. We didn't see the like, we didn't see him get dragged away. Maybe he hypnotized <laughs> them, and then he went on to destroy other towns in, in Egypt. <laughs> Rest in peace, we'll never Egypt. Know. Yep. Yeah. Also, in what's new Scooby Doo? Fred does not have an ascot. Bet, bet you guys didn't know that. A what accent? An ascot. An ascot. Oh, ascot. Like a like a scarf. It's the thing he wears around his neck. Well, yeah, but isn't that because they're all wearing like desert clothes? No, he doesn't wear it in any of the episodes. Uh, that is cool oh. that they they do wear it in or that they do wear desert clothes. But no, he's just got a he's got like a white and blue shirt, like yeah. a sweater or something. It fell out of style. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if you could get away with the ascot thing. And I mean, I feel like they probably has the ascot and like be cool Scooby Doo or any of the other current incarnations. But uh, but yeah, all right. So which episode do you guys think is better? Hmm, I think I like the new one a bit more just because the story was more intricate and it was. Uh, you know, a bit harder to kind of you know, figure out who the bad guy really was, mm-hmm. and I found the the gags to be more interesting. Um, yeah, I'd say the new one was. I I actually liked the old one. You know, it was nice because it's been a long time since I've seen Scooby Doo, so it was fun watching that. But I still think the new one was a bit better. Monsters. I agree. I liked the what's new Scooby Doo episode more. I didn't not enjoy the where are you episode i mean it like you said pie it is very much a product of its time and i I don't think that this episode of what's new is exactly one of the stronger episodes of the series either uh but i you know i i thought it it did have more to offer i i did think that the humor was was more fitting and yeah it did it did subvert my expectations uh significantly more than the where are you episode right yeah i mean i would say that where are you held up better than I expected it to? Like, yeah, a lot of the jokes are groaners, but some of the funniness of just how weird it is, like with the chainsaw or with the saw, like, like, honestly, that's worth watching. I would say if you haven't seen what's new Scooby-Doo in a while, or uh, I mean, if you haven't seen Scooby-Doo, where are you in a while? uh, I would, I would recommend this episode, but I, I do agree that what's new is just, it's better. It's, it's a little bit better in the mystery there's a bread boomerang in it the characters are a little <laughs> bit more there's a little bit more to the characters i guess um it's also an hd which is nice yeah. mm-hmm. also uh, shaggy's scruff i guess his facial hair looks so weird in the 1960s show i forgot how weird it looks 
because in the, the what's new Scooby Doo, it's just kind of like a, a few lines on the bottom of his towards his chin, but it's like an entire offset of his chin in the 1960s version. It looks so weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we have some viewer comments here. Uh, one from this guy called Nick Tendo. Haven't heard of him. No. Uh, he said, I haven't seen what's new in a long time, but I remember it as kind of a stepping stone between the classic Scooby and Mystery Inc. Still constrained to the formula, but it had a lot of good character bits, and each episode mixed up the locations. I also like the su subtle character design upgrades with Fred and Daphne, where they got rid of their ascots. Ha! I was not wrong. Uh, <laughs> they don't look half bad. And yeah, I I would say that what's new Scooby-Doo, probably of any of the other Scooby-Doo adaptations, tried to stick as close as it could to the formula while still trying to make it just not like make it something of its own. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. like the, the, I believe the incarnation right before it was a uh, pup named Scooby-Doo. It which, was. Yep. I mean, that's, uh, it's still similar in a lot of ways, but it's, it, it's an age difference. And then before that, I think it was like the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo, which was a decent uh, format change. The movies were like real, go real, um, real monsters, which is a format change. Like, this one kind of stuck to that formula that the original one had, but but did obviously update a lot of the stuff. Whereas, like Mystery Incorporated, took the took took the franchise in its own direction, and Shaggy and Scooby Doo, Scooby get a clue took the series in a terrible oh, direction. No, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel like I feel, that's why we compared these two episodes because it's like I think they're like the the easiest kind of direct analogs, I guess, and and even. It didn't show up so much in this episode, but What's New Scooby-Doo is like a lot of that early 2000s with with the music that they choose, with just like references, like they'll talk about like, I don't know, like like VR and stuff like that. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know, technology, <laughs> yo. Um, uh, we also it, have, though. we have another comment from Robotic Operating Whatever, Mommy Skit. Mommy Scares Best. Mummy Scares Best is, I think, just the better episode. Better animation, setting, even mystery a bit. I legit love the fake out, and the mummy was legit scarier. However, I don't know about the humor. They actually feel the same level of too cheesy to me, uh, honestly. Uh, I love how Daphne is basically MacGyver on what's new Scooby-Doo. Jackie even says, what would Daphne do? Yep. I mean, that's a... I think, I think a part of what makes scooby-doo so accessible though is the the humor being as cheesy as it is you know what i mean like y you don't need to like i'm not saying i found a lot of the jokes to be funny but i feel like it's jokes that like young kids and like middle-aged people and old people and and anyone could at least understand the jokes in either of these series you know what i mean it doesn't feel like it's pandering to any one demographic it just feels like it's cheesy and that's kind of like a lot of sitcoms you know easily right. e easily accessible to anyone uh which doesn't necessarily make the best television but it's you know <laughs> i do yeah. think that's kind of always been scooby-doo's intent because i know uh i forgot when i watched this i was watching something about you know the the making of scooby-doo from the 60s there was like a lot of uh mystery shows kind of like that back in the yeah. day and scooby-doo really stuck out because it was funny and it had you know the dog um, so, you know, I think, like you said, the cheesy jokes is something that everyone can understand, and I think that's why it's lasted for so long, just because it is something that a lot of people can digest pretty easily. Hanna-Barbera did make a lot of shows in the 60s, though, where it followed a group of teenagers and an anthropomorphic animal. Jabberjaws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's just the one I can I can think of. What is, uh, isn't there a caveman one, too? I think there's one with a car. Yep. Uh, speed buggy or something? <laughs> yeah. 
and he like sputtered like he was uh, <laughs> I only know it because of Cartoon Network bumpers. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, we are going to close out our show with a little trivia game. Yay. This is going to be oh, really boy. hard, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um Oh god. So, basically, I'm going to read a description of an episode and you guys have to tell me whether it's from Scooby-Doo, where are you? Or what's new, Scooby-Doo? You get one point for each. Is there any prizes? Uh, the prizes, you don't look like an idiot. Oh, crap. <laughs> I'm giving up that uh, no. dream. No, that's a joke. Everyone's everyone's a winner. That's the prize. All uh, right. Okay, that's right. It's 2018. All right. <laughs> Monsters will go first because that's a nice little handicap. Because he's on the podcast regularly. <laughs> <laughs> You're the co-host. You get a slight <laughs> handicap. So Nate, feel free to steal his answers if you think they're legit. Anyway. Okay. Okay. I might try to mislead you. Am oh, I saying great. the wrong answer and not yes. getting a point? <laughs> uh, all right. Take one for the team. So, the gang gets jobs as extras on Daphne's Uncle John's set of the new movie Ape Man of Forbidden Mountain, based on the legend of an ape man. However, the legend soon comes true, and the ape man terrorizes the set and the gang. I'm going to say that's Scooby-Doo, where are you? Nate? Um, I'll say the same. Yeah. You're both correct. That is from the original. It's called Never Ape and Ape Man. Haha. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I feel like Ape Man of Forbidden Mountain is kind of like an older movie sounding name. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's now like 20,000 <laughs> leagues below the sea. <laughs> yeah, now it would be like Ape Man Reborn or something the like that. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Ape Man Vengeance. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the mystery machine gains a life of its own and starts to drive by itself. So the gang tries searching for clues to figure out why. This leads them to the Mystery Kids, a band of talented kids who formerly owned the mystery machine. Uh, what's new? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to contrast that. I'm going to say where are you? Okay. Uh, it is what's new. Woo! Ah. That is way too subversive to be in the original show. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, because I was thinking, okay, um, there's they, we've been talking about you know cars driving themselves for a while. This is definitely a what's new one. Well, I don't think it was a reference to like auto driving cars, but just well, like, like meeting <laughs> meeting a group called the Mystery Kids, like that's like probably a parody of Scooby Doo. It, that's I wouldn't do that in the original. <laughs> the Mystery yeah, Kids. Too. They couldn't have <laughs> they they couldn't think of a better name than Mystery Kids. <laughs> Uh, they could not. All right, so Nate is leading uh, with two, and Monsters has one. Okay. While getting a pizza, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo come across a violin case filled with counterfeit money. While Scooby is distracted by a dog puppet, the case of money is stolen away. Shaggy, Scooby, and the rest of the gang find a string puppet controller at the scene and follow it to the local puppet theater where they uncover a counterfeiting operation controlled by a spooky puppet master. These descriptions are a mouthful. I'm going to say what's new. Um, okay, Nate. I'm going to say the old Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Nate is correct. Wow. Nate is three, Monsters is one. All right. Yeah. I feel like a violin case stuffed with money is like an old gangster type thing. Now that you mentioned it too, uh, them getting food, leading them into something else, that was just like that was just like the Mummy episode. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. true. Yep. <laughs> maybe the, yeah, I guess the original, maybe they didn't travel around as much. There was a little more just like stumbling in i don't know because by the time of any of the reboots it's like all right we're a gang that r runs around and solves mysteries like that's what we do guys like we just got to acknowledge it we've done it enough times this is our thing whereas in the original i don't know i think maybe they sell it like they just kind of stumble into these mysteries yeah mm -hmm. so nate is at three monsters at one 
The gang gets VIP passes at a Hollywood studio where a remake of a teen spy movie, Spy Me a River, is being filmed, only to be sabotaged <laughs> by the faceless phantom believed to be the ghost of the original film's leading star. I think this is what's new. This is a what's new. Yeah. Yeah, that one was a gimme. By the way, Monsters, we could easily do that one and the Ape Man episode. Yeah. It's literally a remake episode. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty decent. Yeah. All right. Last one. Monsters cannot win. All right. But you can you can come close. <laughs> All righty. The gang investigates some mysterious disappearances of teenagers on Lover's Lane, while Shaggy and Scooby catch up with old girlfriends. But the culprit behind it all appears to be the gang themselves. Hmm. I must say old Scooby-Doo. Lover's Lane sounds like something from old Scooby-Doo as well. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. You're both losers. It's from what's new Scooby-Doo. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. It's the it's called the Scooby-Doo Valentine and most likely the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> so there you go. Monsters got two right. And Nate, you got four out of five. Good job. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I'm very That's surprised good. I got that many right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on our podcast. Yeah, oh, thank dude. you. It was a pleasure. I I didn't understand everything that was discussed, but no, it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little confused uh, about same. some of the news, but no, dude, I was I liked confused it. by some of the news, too. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah if you like Nate here check out his channel you got anything uh, exciting coming up uh, anything exciting or that go, just happened uh, go watch my video on Super Mario 63 if you guys loved that flash game as a child I'm sure a lot of you played it go check out that video that's a thing yeah so Mario 63 it's basically um, Mario 64 but it's in 2D and you can use like the flood pack and it's this really giant flash game, and it's like one of the best fan games I've ever played. It's wow. amazing. Huh. Would highly recommend you at least play it. If, also watch my video too on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, your links will be in the description. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us for another recast. Pie guy rules out. Catch you guys later. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>